wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast, here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. We're pretty pissed off to be recording this afternoon following the loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm Lars. Joining me today, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is with us. Go Cubs. And, of course, the co-president of the Bills backers here in Chicago, Sujit, also with us. Well, there's certainly no quarterback controversy anymore. Horrible loss today to the Cincinnati Bengals. All phases of the game did whatever they could to help us lose. Find us at Bills and Beers on Facebook. Find us at Bills and Beers on Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Just search Bills and Beers. And let's rip this Band-Aid off and talk about the debacle at Ralph Wilson Stadium this afternoon against the Cincinnati Bengals. Clinkity! The Bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills are making it You know, I taught Lucia the sound clink when two glasses go together. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. Fittingly, here at Lincoln Station, the only Bills backers in Chicago, the only Bills backers bar in Chicago in our hearts. Fittingly, today we're sitting beneath an eight-foot Grim Reaper, <laughs> part of the Halloween decor here in uh, mid-October, which is always nice. But boy, this team sure feels like it's at death's doorstep. We lost, but let's talk about some positive things that happened before we get real negative real fast. Suge, we'll start with you. If you could sift through the rubble today and find your Labatt Blue MVP of the contest, who would it be? Uh, I'm going to go with the player who increased his value the most during the course of this game. So I'm going to go with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Tyrod Taylor did not play it down. He wasn't even dressed. But if ever someone has proven their value to a team, it is watching someone other than Tyrod Taylor play quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Cass, coming to you next. You're the bad blue MVP of today's game. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is another player that definitely increased his value as well. Chris Gregg, <laughs> big, big plays there, making some incomplete passes and running and getting out of bounds. I mean, that might have been our play of the game there. I'm going to do a little more traditional than the two of you and give mine to Shady McCoy. <laughs> 90 yards on 18 carries for a touchdown. He was the only bright spot on this offense and showed that, yes, in fact, the offense does need him. We'll be a lot happier when Watkins is back, when Harvin is back, and particularly, suits to your point, when Tyrod Taylor is back. We're going to discuss that at length now, getting into the Jenny Cremail bummers of the week. I'll go first. I just want to say, I just don't want to comment on your point. I don't understand. Shady never, they never stopped Shady from running. They were never reliably able to shut, stop our running game. And yet we let them, we started passing, put the game in EJ's hands, and then pass after pass was a horrible pass, or was behind the receiver, yeah. or it was thrown two yards off the line. Okay, well, we're, jump, we're getting like, ahead. God. We're getting ahead. I'm on a rant. My je- Whoa, there's plenty of things to rant about. We'll get to rants. My Genesee cream ale bummer of today's game was EJ Manuel. And I'm going first, and I'm ge- I'm saying that, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm going out and... and just taking the obvious because I want to head off every last pathetic Buffalo Bills fan out there who's going to look at his stat line and say, Alvin, he had 72% completion yards. Oh, he had almost 300 yards. He ran for a touchdown and threw a touchdown. If you're only looking at EJ Manuel's stat line and you want to look me in the eye and tell me he had a good game, 
you don't know anything about football. You should stop watching the game immediately because you're wasting three hours of every Sunday. He was horrible. He was awful today. And yes, the defense gave up 34 points, partly because they were on the field the whole goddamn game because like Tyrod Taylor did to them, we had four consecutive three and outs against an offense that isn't the New York Giants and isn't the Tennessee Titans against what everybody knew going into this game was one of the best offenses in the league. So what does our offense do? They do our defense no favors by com just consistently giving the ball back. And E.J. Manuel was a big part of that. He's my Jenny Creamel bum of the weekend. It's not even close. Suge, who's yours? I have to. I, I have to just pile on a little bit before I choose mine. You know, you can look at his average yards per pass. It was nine yards, which isn't that bad. But you know, this is where people who are not smart people uh, like to look at these stats. It's also where stats lie. But if you actually understand statistics and look at the median pass. For him, it's much lower because he had about 17 passes that were two yards off the line of scrimmage, thrown into triple coverage where there was no chance for yards after the carry. EJ thinks that if you make a completion, you did a good job. Sometimes making a completion is a bad thing, especially yeah. when you're two minutes left in the game and you're throwing the ball into double coverage two yards off the line of scrimmage, and all you're doing is knocking 20, 30 seconds off the, the clock. Throw that ball away. I mean, he doesn't understand that throwing the ball away is sometimes a good play. I, Suge, I, I kept turning to you and Cass during the game, especially at the end there, and saying, am I crazy? It's it's second and 17 with less than two minutes to go. We've burned all of our second half timeouts. We're down by 13 points, and we're throwing the ball four yards past the line of scrimmage to a guy who stopped and turned around with his back to the end zone. And has two linebackers waiting to tackle what, him. Like, on what planet is that acceptable? And that's all EJ Manuel. I don't, if anybody wants to come out of the woodwork and say this is because of play calling or anything else, I'm sorry, you're wrong. You are categorically wrong. This one belongs to EJ Manuel. He was awful today. Yeah. He managed to break the ankle of a wide open Sammy Watkins in the end zone while catching a touchdown pass. That's not entirely true, but he was terrible. <laughs> we, we, it's the same shit we saw from him in his first two years. He, if it wasn't for spectacular catches from Clay and from Woods and a couple other guys, he would have been terrible. And, and part of those spectacular catches means they are leaving themselves vulnerable to be getting killed on plays over the middle. I'm sorry, I already went. I, we don't mean to pile on. You didn't. You didn't identify. Oh, I'm your, sorry. Your, so you know, I'm actually going to. Um, I'm going to go with with Greg Roman again, and it's not because of. Um, you know, the, the pass plays. Actually, I know we saw receivers wide open. It's just that by the time EJ sees them, either he doesn't see them or when he does see them, they're finally covered. But we saw people that were wide open, and uh, Tyrod Taylor has the ability to, to see it before they come open and can make that pass. EJ, I'm sorry, it's the same freaking player that I've seen for every year that he's been on the Bills. It's never going to happen. It's time to give up. I don't care if he's only played now a total of one season's worth of football. He has not shown any progress despite having to sit, besides sitting behind multiple veterans. He is just not the guy. We need to get rid of him and use that roster space for but, something so more useful. To, so giving I'm giving Roman? it to Greg Roman. Sorry, I just had to continue ranting. Uh, I'm giving it to Greg Roman because... We're still letting him throw the ball 42 times. Now, granted, I know that some of that comes towards the end while we're down, but we were not. We were running a balanced offense in the first 
two quarters. First half, yeah. In the first half. And we should not be running a balanced offense when you have LaShawn McCoy back. He, the first damn play that he runs is a 30, 40 yard scamper. And every time he runs the ball, at least majority of the times he's running the ball, he's getting three, four, five yards a carry. Like, what are we thinking? Why are we letting EJ waste downs for us? Why are we letting him throw on any other down other than second and three, second and two, when we don't care if there's an incomplete pass? You know, what would that allow us to do? If we ran all the time and we got second and short, we would be able to just take random throws downfield, which is really the only thing that EJ can sometimes do. And if nothing else, it allows us to get a pass interference call. But that crap over the middle is not going to do us anything. It's a waste of a down. Two yards on a pass, you have a much better chance of Shady McCoy getting four yards on a run. Cass, coming to you now. The Jenny Creamill bummer of today's contest. So similar to Addison Large usually does it where he picks two. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick 52 players. I'm going to say the entire team plus coaching staff instead, and with the absence of Shady McCoy. I wow. Mean, it was everybody. It was everybody. Defensive line couldn't do shit. I mean, maybe the offensive line was pretty good today as in comparison. Minus the, the Baker's dozen holds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the penalties, the, the Ron Brooks, the Woods, two holding penalties on Robert Woods. Oh, my God, get your head out of your ass. Just across the board, I can't select one really, really bad. And, and then maybe that all boils up to Rex. You know, if, if it's the entire team, it comes from your leadership. And Rex Ryan needs to do something to get this team figured out. Yeah, I mean the penalties that happened again, and these time, this time, these were not bad ref. You know, like granted, I do think that we have a reputation at this point, and you know, we were getting some unsportsmanlike calls that Roby did a dumb thing. Brooks, uh, sorry, Brooks, 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 Brooks yeah. did a dumb thing, but when Robert Woods got headbutted on the sideline or got punched two plays before that, and was in front of a effing ref, two refs, they're both they're two there refs. was no call. So they don't call, but if they're waiting for us to do something wrong. So I agree with you, and Rex has got to learn. He's got to find some way, you know, make them wear those damn wristbands every single week because this team is not playing disciplined, and they are not good. The defense is not good. At the end of the day, I mean, look, Jim Schwartz had the same personnel. It had not even as good personnel, and they were far better than this defense. I know this defense has been good at times, but they're still giving up big plays, and they're still, you know, yes, the offense has is giving them tons of three and outs, lots of three and outs. Horrible field but position. But they're not generating three and outs. They're generating six and outs, nine and outs. You want to get off the field, generate a three and out. Even against bad teams, even against Tennessee, they're letting them go all the way down the field and then stopping them. Okay, let me stop you there because I want to talk about this defense. We've heard about this defense a lot that they there's a lot of freedom for them to call blitzes and to call things on the field. We're now one and three at home. Can they not hear each other on the field? Are they? Do they not know the defense well enough? I mean, there was one series there where, where like, where uh, what's his name, Bram took the timeout. They had no idea about what was going on in the field. I mean, just left, right, up, down, no idea. And I, I'm not saying that Dalton's not like a, a terrible quarterback, but he's not Tom Brady, and we made him look like Tom Brady today. But. Uh, yes, there's a lot. There's a lot of instances where they look like nobody knows what's going on, but they also are not calling. We're not blitzing, but from what, we, from what we've understood, like that's the safeties can make that call on their own. I think we're severely missing Aaron Williams. Yes. I think the, I think there's a 
there is a huge drop-off between him and Duke Williams. And I think it's also yet to be determined whether or not Aaron Williams is even going to play another down of football in his entire life, let alone come back this season. And I think there's too much responsibility that's resting right now with Corey Graham, who's a converted to a safety, Duke Williams, and Bakari Rambo, who had one great game coming off of waivers last year, has been pretty lousy since. Yeah. Our corners are doing an okay job, but if the if the defense is 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 called by and is expected to be dictated by the defensive backs, they're doing a lousy job. And you're right, Schwartz's defense was much more effective. Schwartz's defense was predicated on not blitzing. But we're not blitzing with this defense. We're dropping eight into coverage, and yet they're still completing passes. So either guys are missing their assignments, or they don't trust themselves enough to send five or six. If it's up to them to make that call, they're not doing it. They're moderately successful every time they do do it, but they're doing it far too infrequently. We're not generating any yeah, pressure. But but here's the thing. Even, even without blitzing, you have Kyle Williams, Marcel Darius, Jerry Hughes, and Mario Williams. All you should. Four, all, like, there should be, literally, on every single play, there should be one of those guys breaking through, getting in on the quarterback or something. Maybe, I mean, but on, on those plays where Dalton had all day, they were going four on six. They had an extra tight end and an extra running back in the block, plus the five. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, Cass, and I don't disagree. But if the, if the defensive backs have the liberty to call blitzes and say we're blitzing, we're not blitzing, that's fine. If they're not going to blitz, they need to be better. Yeah. And, and they're not good enough. Rambo, Duke Williams, and to a certain extent, Corey Graham aren't good enough. Their coverage skills aren't good enough. Their angles are shitty. They're not in the right place. They're not good enough to not be calling blitzes. So they're not causing any havoc in the backfield. So a lot of people are laying this on Rex Ryan's feet. Maybe, but from what I understand, the players have a lot of liberty on the field to then, dial up pressure. And they're they not doing it. But they shouldn't. They shouldn't have that liberty. They, 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 should they are not capable, which I think after X six games out of the season, we are seeing that they're not capable. That liberty and that freedom should be removed from those players, and it should go back to Rex calling the play instead of holding up his fist. Yeah, fist or his, or his palm. Or his palm. I mean, that, that's literally all we see him calling. So we have two plays? I mean, that's really actually what it looks like. I, I'm I'm completely if that's the case, Cass and, and Suge, I think then yes, Rex Ryan needs to take matters into his own hands because he doesn't have. In when he was in New York, when he was successful, he had his boy Revis, he had his his boy Cromartie, and he had safeties who knew how to run his defense. I don't think we have safeties that know how to run his defense, and I think we're suffering tremendously because of it. Uh, and, and I still maintain that we have two probably, I would argue the best cornerback duo in the league right now. Those guys are playing out of their mind, and they are getting no help from their safeties. Uh, I mean, yeah, on the on the ridiculous play down the middle of the field to Marvin Jones today. Yeah, he, he, that the that, that pass was made because Duke Williams or Bacardi Rambo, whoever it was, was guarding nobody. Right, he was just guarding nobody. They he just threw it long downfield, and he, the guy made a ridiculous play on the ball. But still, yeah. but you know, the thing is that we. We got pressure. We led the league in sacks or came close to leading the league in sacks without blitzing. Without last blitzing last year. We you didn't know, have two, a sack today. Yeah. No, we had, no, we had one. Oh, we had the, the one. We had one. We had a botched snap where Jerry Hughes downed uh, Dalton. And everyone that says, oh, this line, you know, they, they neutralized this line by throwing short, quick passes. That's not what happened today, folks. That's not how we got our butts handed to us. 
they were dropping back, spending all day back there and waiting for someone to come open. And Andy Dalton picked apart the secondary because over time, that secondary, those safeties, couldn't yeah, cover a you damn can't thing. Expect Ronald Darby to guard AJ Green for seven seconds. Yeah, it's just it's completely unreasonable. And so, look, if the only way that we can get pressure is by blitzing, then blitz every damn down because those safeties are not doing you any favors in the secondary. The only place that they can actually be useful in causing disruptions is if they're blitzing. So we should be blitzing a safety every single down. Can't disagree with you. Okay, we've got a lot to be angry about. We lost. So we're moving into rants and raves. And for the third time this season, it's on us, the Bills and Beers crew from Chicago, Illinois, to do a little ranting. Now you don't have to put a Ranting. musical intro. Now you don't have to put a musical intro in between those two sections. See, I'm still it was beautiful. To. It's a losing week, which means it's we've rants and raves. Come to rants and raves. It's gonna rant. Raves and rants. On bills and beers. Okay, losing efforts. Cast, suit, do you guys know what you're gonna rant about yet? Oh yeah, I'm so tired of your little punk ass, fake ass, Dominique Wilkins looking sorry smug. Face, EJ Manuel. I hate you. I don't even like you. You you had one good game in your life, and that was your senior bowl. That was the two drives you had on the senior bowl. It's the only time I thought you were a good quarterback. And ever since then, I've given you the benefit of the doubt. I've watched you throw every damn two-yard pass that is available to you. I've seen you literally kill a receiver in the form of Marquise Goodwin. I've seen you throw behind every single receiver. You let a journeyman crap quarterback, Kyle Orton, take your job away and made everybody think that Kyle Orton was the second coming of Jesus because of the fact that you are so damn bad. I am so sick of seeing you in a Bills uniform. I would much rather have Josh McCown, uh, even Matt Castle on this team because you know what? At least Matt Castle might be able to offer Tyrod Taylor something holding a clipboard because you offer nothing. You have no value. You talk a good game, you are not smart. You are not able to see open receivers. You are not able to diagnose the defense. You are able to do nothing. You can't throw a long ball. You can't throw a short ball. McCoy was standing still when you tried to throw him a swing pass and you still missed him. You are one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. I would rather take Rob Johnson over you. I would rather take Trent Edwards over you. He does don't, nothing don't right. Say it. Don't say he it. does don't nothing say it. right. You know, Rob Johnson could throw a long ball. You can't. Trent Edwards could no. throw the short pass. No. You can't. You can do nothing. You can't even run. You can't even run. That's the one thing that you were supposed to be good at. And you can't even run. You ran once today, twice today. But you're supposed to be a mobile quarterback. You are one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play football. So it's official, Suge has turned the page on EJ Manuel. I can't say that I'm very far behind him. But there's What not... does he do good? There's nothing that he does well. I don't know. There's I no... don't know. He doesn't command the huddle. That's the other thing. Oh, you know, as geez. soon as Tyrod came in there, it was like, wow, he really commands the huddle. He's, he might be young, but, you know, you know, I know that Sammy 
freaking Watkins likes to say, oh, these quarterbacks are young. Hate to break it to you, pal, but Tyrod Taylor's been in the league a lot longer than you have. He's not young. You're young. And that's why your ass is always not on the damn field or injured on the field hobbling along. You want to know why you're not Odell Beckham Jr.? Actually play the game healthy. Sorry, that was the section. Right. That's, all right. That's okay. That's Even okay. though I love Sammy Watkins, shut up and make plays, or shut up and stay on the field. Cash ready to rant? Uh, yeah. I I don't know if I can follow that. That was so well done, angry. Suge. Well wow. done. Um, so uh, I didn't swear much either. That's good. Yeah, I'm very proud of myself. Mine's going back to, and I I I, I ranted a little bit about this during the game. So we know that during these games, CBS is going to promote their TV shows. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you know, oh, it's uh, Code Black. It's how are we going? How are we going to scare baby boomers yeah. this week? So my 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 rant. They're coming for your electricity <laughs> through the internet. <laughs> my rant is about their new show, Supergirl. Oh like, yeah. Like being a female. Literally, it's Supergirl. It can't be Superwoman because we're girls. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Is she like some petite little like side thing that like wears pink and is like all nice and pretty and she plays with dolls? No, she's a grown woman. So called Superwoman, not Supergirl. That's ridiculous. I like that. I like that you got pissed about that too. The bar got really quiet today. And they played that commercial. There was no sound on. And Cassie just screamed and screamed. Why don't you call it Superwoman? I can't say I disagree. I can't say I disagree at all. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. It's just a bad thing for the female race. Super female. How about that? Super girl? Oh, God. It is demeaning. What's 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 more offensive than being called a girl? Being called EJ Manuel. <laughs> I'm going to rant today about cheering for this GD team in general. And here's why. I think we all had moderately low expectations going into today's game. I actually thought we had a chance to win because I thought it was unlikely that we'd lose three consecutive home games. Russ Brandon set a franchise record for selling season tickets. Well, la-dee-da. He sold a lot of tickets so a lot of people in western New York and southern Ontario can pull up their RVs, drink their Labatt Blue, and eat their Salem's hot dogs and watch this team lose. Because if this team knows how to do anything, and if we as fans have become accustomed (laughs) to anything, it's finding ridiculous and heartbreaking ways to lose. Now, as far as today's game goes, like I said, I was cautiously optimistic because I thought it was unlikely that a fully healthy Cincinnati Bengals team could lose, given where they're at in the season. Now, I also said during the game, and you guys both agreed, that Cincinnati strikes me as that team every year that goes 9-0, and then really fizzles out. That's probably what we're dealing with here. I don't expect them to win more than one playoff game this year. They will get a first-round bye at this rate. But they're not a good team. They're not going to go to the AFC Championship, and they're sure as shit not going to the Super Bowl. So we lost to them. But how did we lose today? We lost with our backup quarterback. We lost with our franchise wide receiver, who had been talking a great game and who was sort of the lifeblood of the offense, on crutches, getting his ankle x-rayed after catching a touchdown pass and hurting himself. We lost 
with Kyle Williams getting carted off the field. We lost because of penalties. Can we, as Bills fans, just once, take a loss that maybe we deserve because we actually deserved it, because we got beat on the field, because the other team was just downright better than us? Why do we have to always endure these heartbreaking, devastating injuries in process? Why do we have to find new and creative ways to lose? Why can't, I mean, I understand that it's tough being a Cleveland Browns fan. The Buffalo Bills are not far behind. Oh, this, no, absolutely not. I don't think there's a single person in the world that would say, yes, the Cleveland Browns are famously bad, but everyone knows that it sucks to be a Bills fan. But we just, like, just lose the game. Keep everybody healthy and just go man-to-man and lose the game. But we can't do that. We can't do that. We have to lose Kyle Williams. I haven't read the tweets yet. I don't know what his situation is. He's probably out for the rest of his life. No, apparently. Aaron Williams is still waiting for a feeling to come back in his right extremities. Shady, Lord knows if his hamstring is going to hold up. And Sammy Watkins, he might be out for the rest of the season too. Lord knows. But we're Bills fans, so it's highly likely. Why can't we just have a team that goes out week after week, lines up and gets beat because they were worse than the other team? Why? Why, oh, why, oh, why do we have to be within a pubes width of hope every season only to get it crushed in new and creative ways every time out of the shoot? It's absolutely right. That's why I've stopped caring before the season happens. I'm so tired of going on the stadium wall and hearing all the positive talk. Just, you know, I know we talk about show me the baby, but, you know, there's just no... I mean, I've been doing this for well over 20 years. Why, why are we... Why and are why? you wasting our energy? Why, why, and why do we get stuck with the Patriots in our division? Why do we have to face against the best quarterback in the history of football for 15 fucking consecutive seasons? How is it at least the Browns had a freak season and got to the playoffs with Derek Anderson in 2007? How is it that this blind squirrel can't for the life of it find a nut? It's not going to find a nut this year. It sure as shit doesn't seem that way. We've got 10 games left on the schedule, and unless we find a way to win seven of them, we ain't going to the playoffs. You know, I mean, I th- actually think that when I think that when Tyrod comes, this is a different team with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. It may not be a perfect Says team. Says who? They mustered 56 yards of offense through three and a half quarters last week. But I'd then like, they won. We, That's the difference. No, no, but no, then no. They Over won. the Tennessee Titans, we who barely, lost to the who lost to the Dolphins today, 31 to seven or something ridiculous. Yes. The Tennessee it's, Titans are a lousy team. They are, a team they that are. we could barely beat by a point. Miami went out and just clobbered them because they're a bad football team. No, I can't. I can't disagree with that. I just think that so the product on here? the field. The product on the field is was. It was less painful to watch that game last week than it was to watch this one. The New York Jets, with Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback, are 4-1. and one. When's our up year? Well, I mean, in all fair, the New York Jets haven't beaten anyone either. Who have they beaten that we haven't beaten? I don't, there's someone. We else. lost to the Giants and we lost to the Bengals. Two teams we could have beaten, for sure. I don't know about that. I, I actually think that both of those teams are better than us in our current state right now. I mean, I think that... I think that both of those teams are better put together. They have a real quarterback. They have an offense that can actually click some. It just shows you that when you have a really good offense and you have a really good defense, the offense is the one that kind of takes over. You know, I mean, I don't think that the two are not equal um, because it takes the off the defense well, no. unless they're scoring points. It can't help you that much. I mean, I mean, we're showing that obviously here. I mean, we're proving that we're supposed to have such a remarkable defense. 
And without an offense, we don't do shit. They don't do shit. Either that's, they're, that's clear. They're not motivated. People, who, they're we, not out there to play. They're not making plays out there. I mean, is it too much to ask for, like, a pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown? Apparently. I mean, a strip sack something? They're nothing. You can't even get a freaking turnover in the game today. And, That's right. Zero turnovers and one sack. Yeah, Rex Ryan with his bravado walking in saying, oh, you were third in the league? I don't. I think that's an underachievement. Yeah, well, but buddy, this, you're about to majorly underachieve this year. Is this thing on? It's about to be on. Rex, you got ten games left, and if you don't win seven of them, you're not going to the playoffs. And the Bills, who have now seen the Kansas City Royals make the playoffs... And a bunch of other teams. We now have the longest consecutive Toronto, playoff draft. Toronto Expos. In, in, in professional or, Toronto Expos. Yeah. That is neither a team right, now sorry. or there. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Longest longest playoff drought. It's going to stand. I'm, I mean, I'm fully confident saying right here, right the now, Chicago we're not going to The Chicago Cubs are going into the NLCS. Come on. Are they in the NLCS? When's our up year? Somebody answer me. When's our up year? When's it coming? There's always next year. We don't get lucky. We don't win on merit. We don't get shit. Rooting for this team. When is our up year? When we move to LA. The only thing I can hope is because I know that Rex Ryan thought he was the only, but if this doesn't get any better, I know they'll give him another year, but the only thing I can hope is that Greg well, we, Roman's we, a better head coach. We, I don't we, know. We press the reset button around around the merry-ground go. I mean, Miami fired their coach. Look, they turned around and come up with That's a- because a Dan Campbell was ready to come in and coach the team. What was that, Lars? You, ready, you want to play for the Miami Dolphins, you better be ready to strap up your boots every day. Because I'm Dan Campbell. So we had a special guest appearance from Miami head coach Dan Campbell here. That's a great Dan Campbell the, person, uh, by the way. Flawless. The only team that likes to lose more than the Buffalo Bills is apparently the Chicago Bears. As oh, I've just fuck seen. the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears were in the goddamn Super Bowl. And, and they're supposed to lose this year. They are no, a terrible dude, team. fuck that. No. When is our up year? The we're Bears supposed to lose every year until we start winning. That's that's the thing. We're just a bad team. Half this team. Let's get into rants and predictions. No, rants. Nice. I'm, I'm done ranting. Wild card. <laughs> Doug Whaley. It's the wild card, baby. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's time for the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card, baby. And while this is Bills and Beers, we talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we do so drinking beer. Suge, I think today you just went with the classic of the bad blue light. I don't have the energy to think of anything. I just, this is well, stupid Well, I, I drank a Bell's Oracle and it was $8 and they gave me it in one of those BS, like, eight-ounce goblets. The sifters or whatever. What is this shit? What is this shit? I, you charge me eight bucks for a beer, they give me three quarters of what you'd normally give out. I had some high-quality H2O. You're not feeling well, Cass, no. so you have a good excuse. Yeah. So the Bills are traveling to London next week to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a good time to mention that the UK Bill, Bills backers are looking for all the help they can get to make their party next week a big success. If you are traveling to the game or you know somebody who are, get in touch with the UK Bills backers. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them on Facebook. Or reach out to us, and I'll put you directly in touch with some of the people who have reached out to us. They've got a party that they're putting together, and I know it's going to be a great time. Win, lose, come hell or high water. The team is actually leaving tonight and is spending the week in England getting ready for the game. We're playing against Jacksonville, who has already played in England once this year, I think. I don't know. They get to play in England like four times a year or something ridiculous. 
You know well, the saddest thing is that the because of the UK Bills backers, the crowd in the United Kingdom is going to be better than the crowd was in Toronto. Oh, easily. I mean, that's just I so mean, that's, sad. I mean, they will have a pulse, therefore they will be better than the Toronto crowd. So, with the trip to the UK in mind, Suge, what are we wild carding this week? So, I'd like you all to tell me what the Buffalo Bills UK parallel that you're able to find is. You know, whether it's about the culture, whether it's about celebrities from the UK, whether it's about the politics of the UK. What is your Buffalo Bills United Kingdom parallel? I'll go first because mine's fairly easy. One of the things that Jeff and Bill used to say a lot, and it's, it is true, is that you really start to hate this team when you watch the afternoon teams and you, and you see how offenses function. I mean, I'm sorry, but several games in a row now where we've, where we've had four to five consecutive three-and-out drives, that's, that is unacceptable. And when you watch other teams play, you're like, what is this? Like, what is, what is this crazy thing that they're doing actually getting first downs? How, do, how is it that you get so many first downs a game? I mean, this, this is crazy. So for me, it's going to be the UK habit of driving really tiny, ridiculous cars on the wrong side of the road. Because for the most part, when I experience other teams' games, it's completely foreign to me. I, I, I'm like, I, what is this sport you're playing where first downs seem to come easily to you? Because my freaking team has to claw their way to first down every time they have the ball. Why is it that you guys seem to be able to counter what defenses do? And every time I watch my team snap the ball, I think, oh, God, look at all those defenders. There's no chance we do Yep, no, they didn't do anything there. Oh, another first down. Not coming easy. So if I was in the U.K. watching people drive down the left-hand side of the road, I'm sure it freaked me out a little bit. Driving on the right-hand side of the car. I understand you want to be on the inside of the road. But it would be a little weird. It would be very disorienting. Like it is watching other teams play. As I watch the Packers go up 14-3 to in the first quarter. And you know what I don't understand is that we find some way to make the stats look better, oh, just the way EJ does. Any, anybody who uses stats to justify today's game. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm going to tell you some stats, and you guys tell me which, who here, they here, belong to. Let's do it to. a different way. Suge, I'll give you a couple categories. You tell me who had more, the, the Bills or the Cincinnati Bengals. Sure. Passing yards. Bills or Bengals, who had more? Uh, that would be the Bills. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, that is correct. Uh, first downs, who had more, the Bills or the Bengals? Uh, that would be the Bills. Oh, yeah, that's true. Rushing yards, who had more, the Bills or the Bengals? It is exactly the same. Oh, what do you know? The stats don't tell us shit. Total yards, Bills. Time of possession, exactly the same. These stats mean nothing. The only one that mattered anything was a turnover, and I don't know if they scored a lot. They didn't. They didn't score any points off that turnover. So it's really about where these stats get put and, and whatever. So but I'm going to move on to my wild card, which, you know, I'm an Indian by uh, by nationality, even though I you know sometimes deny it. Dot, not feather. Yeah, dot, not feather. Uh, racist, okay. <laughs> But, you know, United Kingdom is famous in India because they raped and pillaged my country, or my homeland. Uh, maybe that's a little bit harsh, but they definitely occupied the, my people uh, just the way that the Bills have occupied my life for the, all of my good years. And what did they do? They took advantage of them. They took their money. They left them more in more problems than they had before. They built I was, lots of call centers. Though. I was a happy person. No, that was after. That was after. Um, <laughs> post-colonial call center. Yeah. Hello, you've called the post-colonial you know, call center. The, you, y'all just Sorry. want to make it more and Sorry. more racist. Okay. Can you do an Indian accent? No, I'm not doing Please. an Indian accent. God damn you white people. <laughs> All right. So 
the My Brits, people are the Swedish. Brits, and there was, there was actually um, Mr. Modi, who's one of the most famous Indians that are out there right now, actually had a huge speech that he gave about how, because there's this argument that all you crazy white people want to make that the UK left the Indian people in a better place than them. No, that's not true. Well, that's clear. No, that's just not true. Well, from where I'm sitting, it appears to be the case. But why? I don't know. I don't Anyways, know. let's just get out of it. But all I know is that the Bills have taken my money, they've taken my hope, they've taken my dreams, and they've shit on them. Okay? That's the first swear word I said. Much like all Marchand, the shit whatever, on the Beast Mode River. 23. Yes. It's just... And that's the other thing. They polluted the hell out of my country. Your people, your people pop a squat in your own rivers Listen, all the time. And that was when it was still clean. But when you mix that with industrial waste from the uh, nonsense that they made there, and they just try to build these roads, and they just put all the waste in the water, they ruin the rice paddy fields. You know what? You know what, you UK people? I'm so glad that you are so irrelevant in the national, in the international scene now. Oh, you got a little army? Send, well, when do you actually do anything? You give some humanitarian aid here now? I bet you it feels really good. You used to rule the world just like the Romans. You got nothing now. Even India's economy is stronger than yours. You, you're just an embarrassment. Just like, unfortunately, just I like have to Buffalo say the Bills. same thing yeah. about the pills, man! Oh, you guys went to four consecutive Super Bowls, and now the quarterback of those years can't not find his way to the sidelines. That's one thing. That's an unpopular opinion that I'm beginning to develop. Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, loved you guys. You did great. Maybe it's time to go away. Okay? You know what? I don't see Joe Montana on the sideline of every Niners game. I don't see Brett Favre camping out in Northern... Well, he probably does, but he doesn't have a webcam on him, or his daughter is tweeting out Instagram photos of him all the time. I mean, like, is, is it time for those guys to give it up a little bit? I think so. I mean... The other thing is that I mean, as y'all as a didn't end up, you didn't stop your career playing. Well, I mean, maybe Jim I, Kelly did, but Thurman I mean, like, Thomas, you played for another team. You played for the freaking Dolphins, Dolphins right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what kind of Bills fan does that? If you're all about the Bills, you know, finish your career I strong. Can for, I can forgive them for that, but for to me... But go away. Are they the Bills? Are they our goat? Go? They're our goat. Greatest of all they, time? No. no. Like oh. the Cubs oh, go. The Cubs go. They might be. It's like, And it's like the franchise. Turn the page. Turn, like, turn it. Go ahead. Well, yes. but maybe we as fans need to turn the page, yeah, too. Yeah, that's the problem. We idolize. Those guys are gods in Buffalo. That's the reason that's why. That's true. But you go somewhere where you're treated like a god. So, um, my comparison is going to be, if you've ever traveled to the UK, they have excellent pubs. Wonderful to just hop from pub to pub and see what, you know, inside. They're all different. And the so much potential. Are, Drinking yeah, beer at room temperature. Yeah, their bartenders are so nice. And, yeah, that is a downfall. And, you know, you, you start off your evening, you're like, oh, this is great. This is, you know, we're having a good time. And then what? It's midnight? You're closing? What? You close this soon? Similar to how the Bills have a way to close out our season before it's even <laughs> over. Like, I, I, I always know, it, during the uh, season when they put up the stats and we're, like, in the hunt. Oh, I yeah. mean, everyone just cheers. Yay! In the hunt. But come on. Have we ever really been in the hunt? You know what, UK? Have your bars open until 3 a.m. like here in Chicago. Then you'll see a good time. Similar like the Bills, man. We're always closing too soon. Let's stay open till 3 a.m., boys. Yeah. Take take fewer than 16 weeks to win eight games. Yeah, yeah. For once. Yeah, and I... It, it, again, today's game was a long shot. The Patriots game was a long shot. So now but the, we didn't have to lose the, the Giants, way we I lost. know. Now the Giants game sticks out. But it sounds like we're pretty much in agreement. Playoffs not going to happen this year. Not going to happen. No, not unless there's some... You know, I, I, the only thing I'm going to give this team is the, that it's a new system and that, that they 
If they can peak towards the end of the season, then great. I'll have hope for next year, just like I always do. But what I, what really bothered me more than anything else was that I was holding out hope that, man, EJ got to sit behind Kyle Orton, and he had all this talk about, oh, you know, I'm just going to let it rip now. I'm just going to let it rip. I can do it now. And he saw Ty Rogers let liar, it rip, and he did it. Liar. You were so full of shit, man. You're such a bad quarterback. <laughs> oh, God. Seriously, if only we had gotten you to record your opinion on EJ Manuel at some point in this podcast today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Hey, uh, big shout-out to the, uh, the mothership, the National Buffalo Bills backers organization, and and uh, <laughs> the, I'm sorry, um, I forgot your name, Anna Stolten, Stoltzenberg, who I believe we spoke to when yeah. we were uh, featured in our on that uh, you know local Bills backers group when we played the Colts. Um, so big shout out to them for sending us a bunch of Bills swag. It went over great here in Chicago. Uh, had people answering some Buffalo Bills backers of Chicago trivia, some of which they got, some of which they definitely didn't. But, uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was really nice to share that stuff, and we'd like to thank everyone that's involved in supporting the Bills backers all around the country. I'll be in Austin next week watching it with the North Austin Bills oh, backers. Oh, you've gone with the North Austin <laughs> Bills There's backers. some more Bills backers drama for you. We don't have to get into that now because we're already running long. Let's get into predictions. We have no idea if Sammy Watkins, Kyle Williams, or Tyrod Taylor are going to be playing next week, uh, or Percy Harvin for that matter. So... There's four, four, arguably our eight most important players that could be in question. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they suck real bad. They found a way to lose to the terrible tennis or Houston Texans today. But they've experienced playing in London. We do not. Lord knows what's going to happen with this team, as we've been over many, many times already on this episode alone. They build us up only to break us back down again. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, gonna, I'm going to expect the worst, and I'm going to say. Jacksonville 16, Buffalo 6. So I'm actually going to say that that's exactly what they do. They build us up and they knock us down. And today is a knock us down. They're going to beat a horrible team next year or next week. And we're going to have all this hope going into the bye week. We're going to say we're going to get rested. And I guarantee you the first game after the bye is going to be a big, big, big letdown. So we're going to win this week. Uh, we're going to beat the Jacksonville well, Jaguars. We've won every other week up until this point. Yeah, now, so. we're going to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars actually pretty big. I'm thinking like. 31 to 17, uh, and it's going to get our hopes up, and then they're going to be dashed at some either later time. Uh, so I, we did hear, I did hear over the TV that the injuries to Sammy Watkins and Kyle Williams are less serious than, serious than previously thought. So that's a good sign. I think that uh, Shady needs to take this team on his back, and it should. I want to hear Shady talking to the media saying, "Give me the damn ball," not Sammy Watkins. I want to hear Shady doing it because you know what? He's just the type of arrogant jerk that I want to have on my team right now. I want him to say, you know what? I don't trust anyone else on this team. Give me the damn ball. Put me behind Jerome Felton and our tight ends, and I will make something happen. And you know what? Don't hold anyone because they're not going to be able to catch me anyways. That's what's going to happen, and Jacksonville's going to be embarrassed, and then we'll probably probably get destroyed after the bye. But that's, that's my prediction. Cass? All right, since we're going to the UK, we're playing at Wembley Stadium, um, and I'm a big Crystal Palace Premiership soccer team supporter. I'm going with a soccer score. Oh, God. The Bills are going to lose three to two. <laughs> Who's going to get the safety? I don't know. It's gonna be, it's, Good question. It's going to be somebody we could care less about. Yeah. Like Ron Brooks is going to yeah, come in. Yeah, exactly. Because, because, yeah, because Nikel Roby's cramping. Yeah. 
Well, you heard it here first, fans. Bills and beers. Always positive here on Bills and Beers. Yeah. We usually are. But this team is making it very difficult. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your family. Tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found us at Bills and Beers. Best way to contact us on Facebook and on Twitter. We love talking to our fans. Our, our fans are the greatest. You guys engage us. You're pretty out there, off the wall, very enthusiastic about this team. We love it. Hopefully we can keep that enthusiasm going as this team becomes the current that we're fighting against. But by God, we're going to continue to fight. EJ stands for Excellent Janitor. We will be coming to you from Austin, or I will be coming to you from Austin next week. Until then, go Bills. The Bills make me want to shout